What if the church? We're in week two, and uh, the fun thing about what if the church is uh, New City, although we're a young church plant, four and a half years old, God has given us a lot of opportunity and influence in our city. And so last week, uh, David Jones was here, pastor at Cross Points, and I was speaking at his church. Today, I want to talk to you about establishing a culture of care. And uh, just ignore it. It's just a blue screen. Uh, Actually, we're going to need it for video. So yeah, Um, um, establishing a culture of care. But how how I want to do that first is I want to pull back the curtain to give you some kind of insider information about how your church is playing a a role across all of the city of Kansas City. This is not stuff that we're going to put online or that we're going to show because I don't want it to come across as braggadocious. But I want you guys to know what you're doing throughout the city. And so... This church itself, we started on January the 8th of 2012. That was our very first official Sunday. But the way Matt Miller and Jen Miller got to Kansas City was because in year two of What If, now here's what What If the church is if you have no idea. What if the church, let's say me and Mark and Mary are pastors of churches. Mark and Mary, wave your hands. Let's say we pastor different churches, okay? During what, it, what What If does is What If gathers all of these churches across the Kansas City metro area, and we put the pastors into groups of three. And for three weeks, we share pulpits. So I'm at Mark's, Mark's at Mary's, Mary's at mine, and we just kind of, so last week, like I said, David was here, and I was at his. We were, we were swapping out. Then on the fourth day, we will pull our people and resources together to do a significant serve project that maybe we couldn't do on our own. And so that started nine years ago. This is the ninth year. And after year two... Westside Family Church, Olathe Bible Church, and Restore Community Church had gotten put together into a group of three. We call them a triad. And they did their three weeks of what if the church, and they did their serve day on week four. And then afterwards, they were like, man, we really like each other. Like, how would we keep this partnership going? And the idea that they had was, hey, what if we planted a church together? So we got a Baptist church, a Bible church, and a Christian church who are going to pull their resources together and their encouragement and training together to plant a new church plant. They just look for the right knucklehead. That would be me. And so Pastor Dan from Westside, I knew him back when he was in Fort Lauderdale. He was my wife's pastor through all of her church days. And so he called me and said, because he knew I was looking to, to move. And he said, hey, I got this crazy idea we want to talk to you about. And here we are now and four and a half years old as New City Church, two locations, and one here, of course, one in Edgerton. And God has been extremely faithful to what we have been doing uh, in, the name of, in the name of Jesus, right? To inspire you to trust in and live like Jesus. And so um, last year, we were wrapping up the eighth year of What If the Church, and they love telling our story because we're kind of a product of What If, like New City. Like they love us. Like, they love you. Like, when you say, oh, I go to New City, and they're like one of those churches, like, they love you. They may want to hug you. Like, oh, that's awesome, right? And so it's really great. And though, so, but because of that, I get to be on the board, which means I get kind of like a job that doesn't pay me anything, right? But I have to say yes because they helped us. So anyway, so yeah, I'm on the board. But it's a good thing. But last year, at the conclusion of it, they said, hey, Matt, what do you think about you leading What If the Church next year? And, you know, I'm like, sure. And I go out in my truck and I'm like, Lord, what did I just do? I just agreed to a full-time job that doesn't pay anything. You guys want one of those? Right? No. Right? And so I'm like, man. Now, in the past, most of the times, what if the church has focused on some type of city beautification? And it's always been great causes, but it's how do we get behind our local officials and our cities and the beautification of the schools, of the parks, different things, helping people in a lot of different kind of social justice ways. But I'm sitting in my truck, I'm at the library on 87th and Lackman Road, and I'm sitting there going, God, what have I honestly, what have I done? Because I, I can't commit and then go back and say, guys, just kidding. Just seeing if you were paying attention, I don't really want to do it. I can't do that. I guess I could do that, but that's just not how I'm wired. And um, 
I'm like, Lord, I don't have it in me to rally up pastors to spread mulch and paint buildings. Not that that's not a good thing, but I just, I can't, I, I, don't, I don't have the emotional strength. I kind of got this church plant thing going, right? And uh, I'm like, what could, Lord, is there, what, what do I do? And just sitting there praying and processing, I just kind of sensed this. What if, you, what if you rallied those guys towards children in foster care? And when I, and you say, oh, this is a weird church. You hear from the Lord. Yeah, you know what I do? I do hear from the Lord. I don't think it's weird at all. And, um, um, and I'm like, but you know what? Sometimes I've been guilty of coming up with really great ideas because they're Matt's ideas. And so I didn't want that. And so I'm like, you know, here's the deal. I'm not going to bring that up to the board until like I know that there's people around me who are willing to help. And I know this guy named Tate Williams, and Tate works for Global Orphan. And Tate and I reached out, and we were talking to each other, and we're having coffee at one of these little fancy coffee shops, you know, and uh, where you have to wear tight jeans and scarves. And, and so I'm sitting there drinking coffee, totally feeling out of place, because I don't do any of those things. I, every pair of jeans is kind of tight when I put them on these days. But anyway, um, but it's not more on the waist. It's more the length. Anyway, so it doesn't matter. So I'm sitting there, and uh, I'm telling Tate, hey, man, what do you think if, if I presented this to the board? And Tate, like I said, is a global orphan. This is his space. This is his world. And he's like, man, if you will pursue this, I'll be your right-hand guy. And I said, what do you mean? He said, if you do this, I will like use all my influence, all my resources to help you in this. Connects me with a girl named Jen Decker who works at Westside Family Church. Jen manages their entire foster adoption ministry at Westside, which is massive. Jen gets a hold of me and says, Matt, whatever you need, like let's do this together. I got all these ideas. And so all of a sudden I have this team around me of people who are really smart in this space. And I'm like, okay, God kind of answered my prayer. And so I take it to the board and I say, hey guys, here's the thing. What do you think if we, as a, 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 a network of 50 churches next year, what if we said, hey, for three weeks, we're going to put all of our focus on children in foster care. What do you think? And they just all look at me, like not saying a word. And I'm like, oh crap, I knew this was not going to work. <laughs> right? And they go, Matt, we wanted to do this six years ago and we couldn't do it. We didn't know how, but we think now's the time. I'm like, sweet. So they're like all on board. Go get them. Let's do this. And so here we are in week two. And last week, thousands, thousands of people were being made aware in the, in the, in the value being lifted of these children who are in a very critical space. Some of you are parents of foster children. Some of you in this room were, in fact, children in foster care yourself. And it's not a banner you wave. It's not a T-shirt that you wear. But man, there is a great opportunity in our city for the church to do what the church should do, and that is to step into this space. My goal today is to talk to you about what would it look like if the church created a culture of care in New City Church. This is the same message that I gave last week at Cross Points Church, and I'm telling you, man, God was all over that, and I was told that I created a lot of work for somebody. They had like a stack of stuff to do. So, oops, right? But um, go God, go God. So I want to give you three steps this morning for how New City could establish a culture of care. And the first one, the first step that we must take is that we have to understand that it begins in here, not out there, right? It begins in here, not out there. Now, what in the world does that mean, right? It means that um, it starts in the heart of you. It doesn't start on the staff team. This is not like, okay, so Matt, you're going to talk about all this stuff and then you and your paid people are going to go make it happen and then you're going to like celebrate what you guys have done to us so we can feel good about it. No, no, no. I'm going to support the church 
as the church, and by the way, the church is not this building. This building could fall over and new city still goes on. The church, the word is the ecclesia, it's the assembly, it's the called out people, it's those who are following Jesus. If you're not following Jesus, that's not what, the, when the Bible talks about the church, the Bible talks about the disciples, it's not talking about people who kind of like Jesus. They're always referring to people who are sold out to the cause of Christ, the ecclesia, the church. For those of us, right, like, like we, we have to understand that it starts in here, it starts with, with you. So like, look at your neighbor and say, hey, it starts with you. Go ahead, you can point at people in church, it's okay this morning. Go ahead, say, it starts with you. Like, get right up in your grill. Hey, it starts like it starts with you, right? Now, I want to let some of you off the hook real quick. This is not a message that everyone in this room needs to become parents of children in foster care. Actually, that's the worst thing that some of you could do. Like, there's no better way to run a child than for some of you to become parents of children in foster care, right? So let's just get that off the table. I'm not speaking to everyone in here, but I do want to let you know that everybody in this room has an opportunity to play. It starts in here, not out there. Why should, I want to look at this quote here, why this question, why should New City, why should this church establish a culture of care? Why is a very dangerous question, but it's a question that you must ask. And because if your answer is, oh, well, because there's this need... Listen, there's always a need. Do you want to see what the need is? We have a slide up here. The, the need is this. There is currently 3,600 children in the foster care system in the Kansas City metro area. And there's 4,000 churches. There's 400 more churches than there are children in the system. And so if the church wanted to, and if the church saw value in it, the church could completely meet this need like that. Would you agree, based on the numbers? Just if one church took one kid, it's done. And 400 of them will go like, we didn't got to do nothing. It'd be great, right? But that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. And so there's a need, there's a clear need, but you can't chase things. And you can apply this to other areas of your life if you want. This next part's for free, okay? You can't chase things in life because there's a need. You really have to ask yourself, why am I doing this? And it can't be because there's a need, because I promise you, anything in life, I'm promising you this, anything in life that's worth anything will at some point be difficult. You want to start a business? At some point, it's going to be difficult. You want to start a ministry? At some point, it's going to be different, difficult. You want to get married? Promise you. At some point, it's going to, right? Anybody, amen? Anybody? It's going to get difficult. You want to stay married? I promise you. At some point, it's going to get, you want to have kids? Oh, that's easy. Don't worry about that. Just do it. Yeah, right? It's going to be difficult. There's nothing in life that's worth it, that's not going to be difficult. You want to get sober? It's going to be difficult. You want to get clean? It's going to be difficult. You want to become honoring with your body and abstain? Oh, what? You mean I, it's going to be difficult? No matter everything in life. And so when it gets difficult, if you don't have a real solid hard why you're doing this, you will quit. And you will stop and you will pursue what is comfortable and natural for you unless you have a really firm and solid why. So why should New City create this culture of care? Because that's exactly what God has done for us. Look in your insert there. This is a true statement for everyone in here. Maybe it's an aha for some of us. Everyone's story is this. I once was isolated and orphaned, but Jesus. I was once Isolated and orphaned, but Jesus. You're like, man, no, 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 I, I had parents. No, no, listen. Everyone in this room, at some point in your life, you were isolated from the Father. But God steps back in His great love for us and sees us in our mess, sees us in our chaos, and says, I will do something about this. Look at this scripture in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. Look what Paul tells us. God decided in advance to what? 
adopt. Notice this, church people, this is really great. You have been adopted into God's family. Not invited over for the weekend. You've been adopted into God's family. He's adopted us into his own family by bringing us to himself through who? Acts of service, generous giving, faithful church attendance, because you look good. The only way that we've been adopted into the family of God is through Jesus. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. God sees us in our mess, and he doesn't go, and this is how some of you have your theology, and I'm going to mess with it, okay? God doesn't say, get your life in order and then come to me. That's in your mess, God comes to you. That's what Jesus did. Since the word became flesh and stepped out of heaven and moved into the neighborhood. And here all of a sudden, the word of God, the very word of God is in full person of Jesus. And Jesus is moving through the neighborhood to his very own people. And what does he do? He does today what he does then. He steps into every situation. There's not a situation too scary or too foreign to Jesus. He steps in. And notice this. For some of you who are in a mess right now, please hear this. I don't care how old you are. Jesus doesn't walk into your life and give you a high five and say, hang in there. You can do it. That's not what Jesus does. He extends his hand to you and he says what he's always said, come follow me. If you choose to stay in the brokenness, if you choose to stay in the mess, you can. I'm not going to pull you out of it, but I will lead you out of it. And so if you're the person that's saying, well, man, I've tried Jesus. Listen, you ain't tried Jesus. You don't try Jesus. Jesus tries you. He will take you by the hand and he will lead you. But you have to follow him. That's what he said. Follow me. Follow me. Don't just think good things about me. Come and follow me. And Jesus does that and he adopts us. Our story was that God adopted you and I to his family. So what's our why? Man, we get to reciprocate that to others. I'm telling you, there's some foster families in this room right now. You guys back here in the back, you finally got your adoption date. That's pretty awesome, right? It's really exciting, right? We have foster families. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, we'll applaud that. It's wonderful. Sometimes, often, the families that get invited into your families, there's some challenges there. And no one would ever get invited into a fostering family if they said, okay, now kids, you get your life figured out, and then you come, you know, no, 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 no. It brings the Father great pleasure to open up His family to us. How might we do the same thing? Step one is you understand, I might do for others. Why? Because it was first done for me. It was first done for me. Step two is this. It includes all the church, not just a few. Like I said, not everyone in here needs to go and be a, become a foster parent. That's not the goal. But everybody in the room gets to play. Okay, here we go. You ready for this? If you're just broke... Just raise, if you're broke, I got no money. Just raise your hand if you're broke. Let's, look, let's acknowledge the broke people in the house, all right? Thank you for playing along. Now, even us broke folk, okay, I'm guessing that you can afford to buy a duffel bag and some markers. At least one duffel bag. Did you know that a lot of times when these children get taken out of their homes, they take everything they have in a trash bag? But what would it look like, even for the most broke people in the room, to be able to buy a duffel bag, maybe 10, maybe 5, maybe 100, I don't know what you can do, and you write little encouraging words on the side of this duffel bag, it's really nice, and then you give it to the local social workers, right, through your church, we'll take them for you, maybe you can take them. And you get on those social workers, and so now when that social worker is going and taking this kid out of a chaotic system, but it's still a parent and parents that they love, they're not having to go out in a trash bag, there's some dignity, hey buddy, here's a duffel bag. 
put your clothes in that and let's, we, need, we need to go. Even broke folk can do that. I always say, listen, everybody gets to play. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not letting anybody off the hook. And there's an opportunity for everyone in here to meet needs from the smallest thing to the biggest thing. Invest in is the first step, and this is the first way that everybody in the church gets to play. And we're going to do this by means of the care portal. If you've heard of the care portal, raise your hand. Care Portal is a phenomenal tool. If this is a, a very global orphan, I believe, started this, and this is how, <coughs> excuse me, churches all across the metro area are meeting real-time needs in the lives of real students, real children. Let's watch this quick video on how the Care Portal works. So, how this plays out: you get an email, you sign up, basically just on the Connect card in the seat back in front of you. If you go into the New City app under the Connect here, there's an Foster and Adoption Ministry tab. You just fill out that form, right? And that's your clear next step. Here's what's going to happen. Anytime a social worker, because New City Church is a care portal church, anytime a social worker puts in a need that's in our area of influence, our, our radius of our church, I think it's five or 10 miles, then Summer, Summer's back there, she runs our slides, Summer, you want to wave? Summer receives that email and she will send it out to the hundreds of people who have said, we want that email. And then you get to read what the need is and go, oh, I can meet this. And you would let Summer know. Or you would be like, nope, can't meet it, and you just delete the email. It's that simple, right? There's no obligation. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I want you to know that I, this is something I participate in. Luke has grown out of his little baby car seat into a booster seat in the car. And so I have this thing that's in my garage that we're not using anymore. And I said, hey, Summer, the next time you get a need, let me know. I've got this, and it's ready to rock and roll. And I don't think I had it for a day. And she, we, the social worker came and got it from me and was able to bless a mom or a dad who needed that car seat. It's just super simple, Right? And so if you want to be a part of that, and this is the simplest way, everybody, well, I should say, you got to have an email address, but this is the, the shallow end of the pool and say, hey, I can typically meet needs. I want to go give you step two in this on how we're going to meet needs. And that is that we're going to walk with families. And this is very specific to New City Church. This is how we are walking with families. New City, you heard it from Brooke earlier, New City currently has eight families who are currently parents of children in foster care, right? We have currently have eight. And we want every family at New City to be completely cared for who steps into this space because at times it could be challenging. Is that true? Foster parents could be challenging. Kathleen, is it hard sometimes, right? Zach and Angie, is it ever hard, ever challenging? It's hard. It's challenging. And so how, does our, how do our churches rally around these families to give them great support and care? This is the second way that some of you are going to want to get involved. We need advocates. Here's how it works. If I am a foster parent, I would have an advocate assigned to me. And this advocate is just simply checking in on a consistent basis. Matt, how are you and Jen doing? How are the kids, right? Or if I've got a need that comes up, I can contact this advocate on my behalf and say, hey, Rachel, man, this is, we just got two kids yesterday. And man, da, 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 da. then Rachel, my advocate, emails a group of people, maybe you, right, who's, who has been assigned to me and my family, who will do their best to meet the needs that come up in our family. And as our it's imagine just wrapping your arms around a family. Now, I was talking to Brooke Ross this week. Brooke specifically leads this wraparound team. And here's what the wrap team means. It's not R-A-P like, wicka, wicka. it's like W-R-A-P. And here's what wrap stands for. First, we want to wrestle, wrestle in prayer. 
Like we want you, we want you to know as a foster parent that you are being prayed for and that you know you're being prayed for. This is very important. The second, the R is respite care. And it's actually not uh, real respite because you have to be like certified to be respite, but think of it as child care right now. So like if Angie and Zach just need a date night, right, because they always have kids, right, then we can maybe step in and, and give them a free night or give Kathleen a free night and, and just say, hey, go, maybe you want to take a nap. It doesn't matter what you do. We're just going to help you with your kids for this season. The A is acts of service. This is just meeting specific needs, anything that you can do to jump in. And then R is promises of God. And you're going to see this in a moment be played out. But how do we, how do we pray over and encourage these families and encourage these little kids with, with love? Like, man, to speak scripture into their life and to let them know that, hey, you know what? You will make it through this. You can make it through the other side. Hang, hang in there. Now, I was talking to Brooke, and I'm like, Brooke, tell me what's like going on. Like, we need people to make physical resources and like take care of like shoes and underwear and those kind of things that sometimes kids come in with not having. And sometimes our families just need a break. Man, will you just let us have a date night? That would be phenomenal. But here is something that's even bigger. We want our foster parents and our adopting parents to know that you are welcomed here, that we want you here. And so like, if you know people in the church who are in this space, have them over to your house, invite their crazy into your crazy. Like, if not careful, what happens is we treat them like that weird uncle that shows up at family reunion, and we let him eat, but we just don't know what to do with him, right? So nobody really talks to him. We want to, listen, if you're here, we want you to know that you belong, and I want, I'm encouraging the church body to do a better job of including you in different things that we do. Like I heard the other day that the FAM ministry, Foster and Adoption Ministry, went to a park or something like that. Maybe it was organic. I don't know. And we're going to continue to do those kind of things. But listen, sometimes it just needs to be Matt and Jen Miller saying, hey, we're having dinner tonight. You guys want to come over and eat with us? Hey, you bring your kids. Yeah, bring, bring all 17 of them. That's fine. Just come on over and we'll have hot dogs and hamburgers and we're just going to have fun. But, but I want you to know that if, you're, if, you feel, this is, if you feel that that's currently not happening in your life, be patient with us. Right? That is the heart of this, is that you as foster parents know that you're not only going to be taken care of here, but that you're wanted here. And it's our responsibility, church, to wrap our arms around them and include them in our life. Amen? It's like word. I mean, so be it. Thank you, Kathleen. All right? Awesome. Now, here's the final step in creating a culture of care. And it actually means that we actually have people to care for. Duh, right? Like I told you, we already have eight families. But I want to say something that we have yet to say, and this is what it is. Are you ready for this? Some of you, God has been poking at your heart for some time to step into this space, and you haven't done so yet for a variety of reasons. And what I want to say to you today is it is time. Listen, you don't do it. Please hear me. Let me, let me put this in context. Not because Pastor Matt is saying this. Don't you dare do something that I'm asking you to do because when it doesn't go well, I'm the bad guy. I don't want anything. I got enough of that, right? If God has been asking you to step into this space and become an parent of a child in foster care, today is the day that I want to encourage you to move forward with that, right? The reason we're creating a culture of care at New City is because we're preparing for you who are going to step into this space and do something about the 3,600 kids who are currently in the foster care system. Now, one of our best leaders, one of my most favorite people at New City, one of Rachel Moinks' released disciples, Audra Shuey, was a child in foster care. And we captured her story. It's a small portion of it. And we'd like to show it to you now as a potential why, why we should do this. Church, let's check out Audra's story. That, that video has been seen by thousands of people in the last two weeks. 
and it's been an encouragement. And uh, so many, I, I'm getting emails and stories of so many families who are stepping in. Like that, like that video seems to be giving people permission to do something that God's been messing with them in their heart to do, right? To encourage them. And so um, here, if, if that's you, and you're like, man, Matt, I wish I'd have skipped and went to the lake today, right? <laughs> your clear next step is in your bulletin because the church really can't do anything but point you in the next best direction. But on June 16th, right here at New City Church, we're going to host a foster care information expo. Let me explain really quick what that is. To my knowledge, <clears throat> this is something that's never or rarely been done. Every agency in the state of Kansas, if you live on the Missouri side, uh, there, it's going to be taking place on the same night at, um, I don't remember the name of the church, but I'll get it to you. I can't remember, um, sorry, Greg Ely's church, Paseo, Paseo Baptist, it's happening there. But on the Kansas side, every Kansas agency, because you have to go through an agency to become a foster parent. Every agency is going to gather here on June the 16th. There's going to be someone from the state that's going to kind of give a great overview of what you might be doing. And then it's kind of like speed dating. You're going to get to talk to all the different agencies to see which one you might want to partner with to see how you might go through their process to become a a parent of a child in foster care. If that's what God's kind of, all you got to do is go to that meeting. You're not, they're not going to send you home with a kid, all right? That's not going to happen. Just go to that meeting and they're going to give you information about what could be your next step. June 16th, it's on a Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. 